And welcome everybody to the Cliff Notes Podcast. First of all, before we get to tonight's episode, I want to kindly thank our sponsors who have helped with their contributions to the podcast. Want to first of all thank um, Don Tolly and the group at Tolly and Associates. Want to thank Nikki Grom and Barnes Roofing, Adams Barn Grill, David Chin Showbro, Robin Stacy Astuter, Patrick Lyle, Little Caesars of St. Joseph, the High Hope Bar and Grill, and please welcome our brand new sponsor and brand new part of the team, Weaver Overhead Door. Thank you guys so much for your support and contribution to the podcast. Now here's tonight's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to the Clifton's Podcast as we get set for another round of the eight-man district playoffs as we get closer to the road to Columbia. My guests at this time, of course, are the eight-man football aficionados. Please welcome to the podcast once again, David Albertson and Anthony Crane. Gentlemen, welcome back. How's it going, Clifton? Um, great I'm to doing, be back. I'm doing great. You know, trying to balance um, trying to balance out football. I guess um, I guess basketball's creeping down our necks too. So I'm having to kind of do some of that too. So I mean, we got a jamboree in town next week. So um, trying to prepare for that and prepare for district championship games at eleven man and district semifinals and eight man. So it's it's a little bit of a um, it's a little bit of a um, little bit of a crunch, but we're getting through it. So. Let's talk about some eight-man football now. Um, let's go to our uh, one of our favorite districts that we like to talk about, eight-man district four. Um, before we um, preview this week's games, we're going to go back in time here. We're going to run down all the scores in eight-man district four real quick. North Andrew defeated Stanbury 60-22 in the one versus eight game. And a, huge, and a good matchup in Tarkio this Friday night. East Atchison was able to defeat Albany 28-20. Platte Valley over South Holt. That was a Saturday game. That was 50 to 20 was the final score. That one, Platte Valley won that game. And then Worth County all over Rockport, 52 to nothing. So, gentlemen, uh, we just read down those scores here. Um, you guys want to give your thoughts on what happened last week at 8-Man District 4? Yeah, Anthony, how about you starting your game there between North Andrew and Stanbury with the one seed? Um, you know, there's not, there's not a ton to say there um, other than, you know, North Andrew is really good, um, you know, and I you know, told Devin this. It's it's amazing when you have guys like Tucker Schieber and uh, Cameron and uh, some talented guys. Um, and in two games against, you know, at least varsity-wise, they scored six points on North Andrew. Um, and that game was a lot of the same. A lot of Braxton Linville and Hayden Ecker and, um, you know, I had to send the radio, you know, my players of the, or player of the game. I went with the offensive line because um, get, those guys don't get enough credit. And that's really the strength of that team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not just that, but the defensive line as well. Um, so, yeah, that that one was over before it started. Uh, they scored 40 points in the first quarter, and that was all she wrote. Uh, they played a little bit there in the second half. And, yeah, so they're, they're looking good. Um, be a tough game against – yeah, this week, I think. Uh, but we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, whenever your top two runners combine for 18 carries for 333 yards and six touchdowns, things are going pretty well for you offensively there for North Andrew. So shout out to them on there. Yeah, and then to my game, East Ashton, Albany. Albany just came out really flat in that game. And I don't know if it was the weather that was bothering them or what. They had some snap issues. They had a punt that went like eight yards. They had another, like a bobbled punt snap kind of deal they had to fake it and they didn't get the first down so they gave ea two short fields there ea was able to capitalize get a couple of touchdowns early 
build a 14 nothing lead and just kind of keep ahead the whole time there and just kind of keep Albany at bay. Um, Albany was able to get the 22 to 20 uh, EA up late in the fourth quarter, like eight minutes to go in the game, kicked it off as Spinato. Spinato does what he does, return it for a touchdown. They go up by eight with about 7.50 to go. And at that point, you're like, okay, Albany, the offense is starting to find its footing a little bit. We'll see what Kemper Klein can do here. And they threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter, down eight points. I mean, it just – EA still couldn't quite close the door offensively on Albany, but their defense was good enough, made some big plays down the stretch. Albany tried to force some things. I thought all game they were kind of pressing a little bit. Like, they knew they were probably the road team, but the favorites in it. So, there's a lot of pressure on that to kind of um, uphold that kind of deal. And they just couldn't quite get their footing the entire game there. So, credit to East Addison, a very good defensive football team. Smiles is a good player. Graves ran hard. Um, so, credit for EA for getting the win there. Uh, tough loss for Albany, who's going to finish the year 8-2 and two and probably still be in our top five or pretty close to it in the media poll when we get that out at the state championship game. It's just a really rough year for them to finish there uh, on the road as the number three team in the state for the first kind of game of the playoffs. It's a really tough matchup there for them. So credit to East Edgerton for a win, and they get to play North Andrew this week. And then <clears throat> I would also win to the Platte Valley-South Holt game. Uh, Platte Valley, again, 20 quick points there versus South Holt. South Holt struggled to kind of get their footing early. Once they settled in, it was pretty much even the rest of the way. Um, with that, it's just Platte Valley's better. I mean, there's Carter Luke's a really good player. Trevor Weir's a good player. I thought South Holt did some good things. And credit to Coach Peterson for adjusting a couple of things and keeping them competitive in that one. They just didn't have the horses to kind of run with Platte Valley in that one. So, good win there for Platte Valley. And then uh, Worth County, Rockport, Worth County. They were up 44 nothing after the first quarter. Um, looked at their stats today. They ran 15 plays and scored 52 points and a half. So, that just kind of Worth County being Worth County. They didn't throw the ball once. Um, ran the ball really well. Power turn for a touchdown, defensive score, and just kind of um, close the door on Rockport on a long road trip there for Rockport there on a bad weather night. So good win there for Worth County. I think that's the one thing I think that, you know, we forgot to mention, we mentioned quite a bit last week was the bad weather. I think, you know, we all had to deal with it at our games that we went to. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to District 3 now. And um, I'll run down the scores there real quick. Oric was able to defeat the cap 46-12. to 12. How about this? Stewartsville Osbert over Bramer, 48 to 34. LeBlanc taking care of business against St. Joe Christian, 40 to nothing. And King City shuts out Pattonsburg, 58 to nothing. Gentlemen, your thoughts on last week's action in District 3? Yeah, I thought the, the weather probably really affected the Bramer offense. Um, but that, that was easily the most surprising game last week, I think. Um, you know, you didn't expect them to be able to slow down Gibson, um, but you did also didn't expect them to just score 34 points. Um, and, you know, we talked about this earlier. Um, I, I think Stewartsville's run probably ends this week, uh, but it's been a hell of a year for that program that has been pretty bad um, for a while now. Um, for, so for them to get six wins this season, it's great. Um and then, you know, I think the Oric game was interesting as well. That game was a lot closer than it should have been in that first half. Um, and the weather, again, affected them. I think Devin said they had six fumbles. I think it was something like that. I think that was around the number that I read there. That That's how many fumbles they had versus DeCab. And they gave up 200 yards to the Mattson kid from DeCab as well. It's kind of not a great start there defensively for Oric. And 
Um, kind of a sloppy game, basically, when I read anything there. Just a lot of turnovers for both sides. And just both teams struggling to kind of find their footing a little bit in that one. Just have kind of a sloppy football game. Oric cruised to a win, but it wasn't the, the type of win we thought they would get there in that game versus the DeKalb team that struggled most of the year. Uh, we thought they'd probably win by more um, with that one. And then, as you were saying, they were Stewartsville. Seven wins over the last three years. They got their six and four this year. That's a fairly big improvement for a group, good group of seniors there for Stewartsville, uh, including Braxton Gibson, who ran for um, 420 yards there against Bramer um, and seven touchdowns. So he had a great game there versus um, Bramer in that one. And basically, when I heard Bramer, they had just so many struggles with the weather there. They couldn't see the field half the time because it was raining so hard um, with that one. So when you're a pass happy team like they are, trying to play in that type of weather, is really going to limit what you can do a little bit there. So, but hey, give credit for Stewartsville. They won the game. They played in the elements that were there and took advantage with that. And then the other two games were both rematches that we saw early in the year. Um, LeBlanc and King City both kind of took care of business. And um, I think the weather also impacted Pattonsburg's offense. They usually they put up 20 to 30 points, even on good teams, just because they can score a little bit. And I think the weather just really handicapped them quite a bit in that one. Um, with that, I know Sandra Christian was dealing with some injury stuff as well from the week nine game. So that was over at halftime there with 40 to nothing and that weather. Like, yeah, we're done. So I don't really blame him in that one as well either. So LeBlanc and King City both got big wins to kind of set up this week's matchup in a pretty big game there in District 3. All right. Is there anything in, class, in Districts 1 or 2 you guys want to talk about? Um, Not a whole lot there. Shout out to Schuyler County. Big win for them. Kind of they're very similar to Stewartsville. Five and five this year after one win the last two years. And their first two years of eight man. So shout out to Skyler for getting the 500 there with a big win at Santa Fe. Another pass happy team that was able to succeed a bit in the weather there last week. Um, everyone else kind of went um, chalk on the other two districts there. So that was the only game that was kind of of note there in districts uh, one and two. Anthony, you have any thoughts or you want to move on to this week's matchups? <laughs> um, good season uh, for Appleton. Uh, my favorite team in eight man or one of my Loves favorites. Bulldogs. I do. I do. Uh, right up there with Lockwood. Uh, good season for them. Uh, you know, liberal, uh, like I said, they played really well. You know, you take out the Archie loss um, and, you know, everyone loses to them. Uh, they've been, you know, turning in the right direction. And so uh, that game was kind of back and forth. Liberal got a two-score lead, and just Appleton was never really able to close that gap there. And so I think it was probably the best game down south this week was that one. Yep. It was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It got moved uh, with the weather because I was hoping to see that one. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. It, it's, been a, it's been a good season for the south as far as teams improving and moving in the right direction. Agreed. Uh, definitely. Let's talk about some of these uh, matchups that we got this week. We're getting closer and closer to uh, the district championships. We've got one more round before we talk about district cha- title games next week. We're on to the semifinals now. We'll go take a look at the bracket at District 4, what it looks like here. As number one, Cedar North, Andrew will host East Atchison, and then Platte Valley will host Worth County. Both those games are on Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, gentlemen, you want to offer up your thoughts on those two district semifinals and District 4? Yeah, so I'll go first with the game that I'm going to with East Atchison at North Andrew. Two teams that are both pretty good sized, a lot of physicality, want to run the ball. I just think North Andrew a little more talented. They have the best player on the field, probably with Hayden Ecker. Um, Braxton Linville, really good player as well. Andrew Goff, Chittum, Patterson. I mean, they just have so many good players over at North Andrew. 
East Atchison. I love the Spinato kid. He's a lot of fun in the open space. Uh, one of the more electric players in the state. Uh, with that, I think the Simmons kids played pretty decent at quarterback this year for him. Uh, still has some growing pains, but he's going to be a good player in the future for them as well. And the Graves kid is kind of their golf. He's kind of their their bulldozing back, kind of the kid they're going to try to grind some yards out in the middle of the defense there for him. Um, then defensively, I think it's where East Atchison is their strongest. Uh, defensive line, the Headland kid's good. The Classic kid is really good. A big kid up front as well. Be interested to see how he handles that North Andrew offensive line on that side of the ball. And then the Litherberry kid up at middle linebacker has probably been the biggest reason East Atchison has been as good as they have been this year because when they lost to Kalen Merriweather to graduation, he's at William Jewell right now. We thought even if they can replace him on offense, how are they going to replace how good a player he was on defense? And Litherberry has been everything they could have wanted and more there at middle linebacker for East Ashton this year. So shout out to Charlie Lithberry up there for EA for how good he's played this year for him. He's got a tall task this week, trying to chase down Ecker and Lindbull and trying to figure out the misdirection that North Andrew kind of runs there behind that offensive line. Um, I do think North Andrew wins this game. I just think they're a little more talented and they can, there's a little more varied on offense can throw different pitches at East Ashton, but I think a really good football game. So that's what I'm kind of expecting in that game. And then, Anthony has the big one here, the top five matchup uh, between North County and North North County and Platte Valley. Yeah, yeah, this one, uh, as we've discussed, it's 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 hard to find um, the edge for both teams. Um, you know, North County defensively they're fine. Um, you know, those really good teams have had success uh, scoring on them. They're not giving up a ton of points, but uh, you know, North Andrew scored fifty six, Albany. 36, um, and those two losses, um, but still really good. You know, Jace Latham, all those guys, you know, he's tough to run on, um, which is what Platte Valley is going to have to do. Um, but, you know, and Carter Luke, great game last week. Um, and the problem for Worth County is in this, in the game they played a similar size offensive line was North Andrew, and, you know, Hayden Ecker ran for 300 yards. Um, yes, he did. You know, Coach Adwell <laughs> said, you know, thought uh, he was talking about the game. Uh, he was already game planning for how he would change his defense, you know, against North Andrew, and I assume he'll do it against Platte Valley since he's going to see that similar uh, kind of offense. Um, but for me, I think the biggest thing is Platte Valley's defense um, and how they stop the McIntyres. Um, because they're both big, strong, fast, athletic kids, especially Dylan. Uh, you know, as I've said all year, for me, he's the – not statistically, but if you had – if I had to pick a receiver in the state, he'd probably be my first pick. Um, you know, their best defensive players, they're, they're not playing in coverage. You know, Luke will a little bit uh, in that kind of linebacker role, um, but he's not outside. And so it'll be interesting to see because – we saw North County kind of change the way they played offense against North Andrew. And so I think for me, it'd be interesting to see how they change their offense uh, this week against Platte Valley. Um, I'd probably lean North County, um, but would not be shocked if Platte Valley wins this one. Yep. I'm kind of leaning the same way with North County kind of being the slight favorite of this one, but should be a fantastic football game over there in Barnard. So, um, Anthony's going to see a good one there. Two teams that I think most of the year we had either four or five from the state kind of deal. Like, you know, about one, four, one, five kind of deal. I'm not going to be too mad at you. It's kind of a coin flip. And we kind of expect the state up a game this week there for those two teams. Two teams that are both very good. And a couple guys I want to shout out here for those teams that 
we don't talk about as much. Um, even like Castaball, who's got 1,100 yards this year, running back there for Worth County, he's been a very good player. Uh, Tyler New, at quarterback, has played fantastic yeah. this year, replacing Aiden Gladstone. He's been very accurate this year. That's one thing that we didn't know about Worth County this year. Like, hey, losing Gladstone and Reinhardt, how are they going to replace that dynamic duo? And then between Castaball and Heights, you in the back to run the ball. With the McIntyre kids at receiver, the new kid at quarterback, they've been able to do it by committee a little bit more this year by five guys instead of by two kind of deal. So I think it's helped them a little bit be a little more uh, varied offensively there for it. Um, and you've already talked about Latham up front. I think Wilcox has been really good for them as well. And then the uh, the Cameron kid has moved to guard there for him this year, and he's been really good for them. Kind of wanting to play tight end, move to guard because they have so many good receivers. He's been very good at that blocking role for him this year as well. And then for Platte Valley, can Aiden Blackford hit some passes over the top of this game to McQueen or uh, Justin Miller here to kind of loosen up that Worth County secondary? And can Blackford on defense, can he stick with Dylan McIntyre? going to be a big key for this game as well. I think Blackford's a really good corner. This will be the best receiver he's faced all year, though. So it's the biggest challenge he's going to have so far this year at a kid who's as good as Dylan McIntyre, who we really haven't seen be limited since uh, Kemper Klein was able to do it to him. So, I'm very intrigued by that yeah. as well there for this game. Yeah, and Worth County changed up that defense after the Albany loss um, because Dylan McIntyre's not good in the secondary. <laughs> He's, a fine, He's good at beating He's a corner. Fine. He's not good at being a corner. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they moved him to defensive end. Uh, they moved Wilmot's linebacker and moved New out to corner. Uh, you know, it didn't help much against North Andrew, but, you know, I think in eight-man football against a team like that, it's kind of what you expect. You're not – you're not going to shut them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they really like this new defense they've had. They have now that they've kind of moved some guys around. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun game. Fun game. Uh, fun absolutely. game, District 4. Absolutely. You know, we got some fun games in District 3 to talk about, too. Um, let's talk about those real quick. Um, and that matchups for this Friday is going to be Stewartsville Osborne, as we mentioned, beat Bramer last week. They're going to be traveling to Oric. And in a rematch of last year's eight man District 3 championship game. LeBlanc will be hosting King City in the two versus three matchup. Gentlemen, your thoughts on eight-man district three. Well, if you like good running backs, Stewartsville versus uh, Stewartsville Osborne versus Oric, game to watch there with Braxton Gibson and Jackson Miller, both lead the state in rushing this year. I believe um, Gibson has just under 2,400 yards this year. Miller has just under 2,000, both kind of leading the state um, there with that. And both, I believe Gibson has just under 40 rushing touchdowns this year. So, that should be a fun matchup between those two teams. Uh, they kind of both going to run the ball quite a bit. Stevenson kid from Oric is also a very good player, just in her 13-yard, 100 yards rushing this year as well, to go along with 22 rushing touchdowns. Uh, they're at quarterback there for Oric. He's played really well um, since the Miller kid had his kind of injury midway through the year. Kind of step up and take some of the load from him. And then the other game, um and King City. Um, it was a fun game last year where King City was able to kind of come out early and get a lead there and kind of hold LeBlonde off there. You know, that pick six by Chase Moss really helped King City kind of seal that game there for him. Um, but I think this year should be a lot of fun to kind of see these two teams who are very different stylistically, how they kind of go at it and can Landon Gardner overcome that defense line for King City and kind of exploit that secondary with Corral and company. Or if King City can run the ball at will at LeBlonde, should be a very um, intriguing matchup for two teams who are both – very similar talent-wise, but in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, again, another game where it's 
tough to pick, and this one's a little different than the rest as far as each team's strength. Um, you know, those passing teams uh, have had some success against King City. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, again, then I go back to, you know, when LeBlanc played North Andrew in North County, up front they were they just they didn't have a chance. And, mm-hmm. you know, King City has that kind of defensive line like Devin said. Um, so this one is going to be – and. This year it's kind of been that way. It, it's on Landon Gardner. Um, he's got to he's got to be, you know, Pat Mahomes last Sunday, where he kind of has to be Superman for them from here on out, really. Um, and then he'll go as far as he'll take him. A question for Anthony: If you think the winner of LeBlanc King City wins the district? No. Okay, I think they do. I think the winner of this game wins districts. So that's my bold prediction for this week's podcast. Bold prediction. <laughs> Ending with a bold prediction. Huh? So um, I like it. I think that's how we're going to end it um, there. Um, gentlemen, um, thank you so much for everything, you know, coming back, um, coming back onto the podcast. Uh, four great games in our area this week as we get set, as we get closer to the road to Columbia on December the 1st for the eight-man state championship game. Thank you, gentlemen, so much, and um, stay stay warm out there, guys, on Friday. It's going to be cold. It's miserable. Hate it. <laughs> Have fun, everybody. <laughs>